Welcome to Shir Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, A remnant shall return. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, welcoming you to our Bible study broadcast from the Church Fellowship of Shir Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Today, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series in the section on Joshua. When we left off in the Sunday sermon last time, Pastor was discussing the wonderful name Moses gave to the young man, which in Hebrew is Yeshua, or we say Joshua, and which is the very same name that comes into English from the Greek, which we say as Jesus. Now, let's pick up the study. And so you see here that God is setting Joshua as a type of Jesus. Through Moses, he's establishing the name by which we are led into the promised land. But all of those named Joshua, all of those named Jesus, in all those centuries from the time of Joshua, the only one to whom it could be applied as the angel of the Lord applied it when he tells the carpenter Joseph in Matthew 121 and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins the only one to whom it could be applied in that way was the man Yeshua who walked by the Sea of Galilee who gave up his life on the cross outside the city gates of Jerusalem, Jesus to Christ. Why does it apply to him in a very special way? Well, when Joshua led the people into the promised land, God was using him, even as he used Moses, as a tool, as an instrument, the way the Lord uses anyone, any human leader in authority. But it was Yahweh who saved. That's why the name was changed to remind Joshua, Yahweh provides a salvation. Your name is Joshua because God is going to provide the salvation for you, Joshua, and for your people as you go into the promised land of Canaan. And so it would apply to anyone else named that name throughout history. Just like John, Yohanan in the Hebrew means God is gracious. John the Baptist was named John because God was gracious to him. God was salvation to Joshua. God was salvation to the Israelites. God is salvation to all of us. But the second Joshua, the angel says, you shall name him Jesus, for he, he, he will save his people from their sins. Who saves? This baby that's being born in Bethlehem will save his people from their sins. What do you name him? Yeshua. Yahweh is salvation. Joshua, Jesus. That's what you name him. And you see how names change through the, the transliterations from one language to the other, but it's the same name. You name him that because he will save his people from their sins. But what does the name mean? Yahweh saves. So who was that baby? That baby was Yahweh in the flesh. That baby is God in the flesh. Jesus saves his people from their sins because he and his father are one. So the name applied to him 
to Yahweh in the flesh in a way it did not apply to Joshua nor any others named that after him. Only to one did it apply that he himself was Yahweh who saved his people from their sins. Now consider the wonderful preparation that Joshua had for leadership. Standing at the side of Moses, standing on that mountain, enjoying the sweetness of the Spirit's presence and the anointing, and seeing Moses' example all those years. And you see the importance of a proper training and upbringing and teaching in the Lord by the Spirit as a necessity for leadership. I don't know if you're aware of this, but before the tabernacle we studied that was in the wilderness, there was another tabernacle, a very temporary tabernacle. And it was the first to be called the tabernacle of meeting. It was a temporary tent that was pitched by Moses outside the camp after the golden calf incident and even as preparations were being made for the permanent tabernacle. And we read about that back in Exodus 33. In Exodus chapter 33, uh, it says in verse 7, Moses took his tent, so it's, it's Moses' own tent, and he pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle, that all the people rose, and each man stood at his tent door, and watch Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. So he goes into the tent. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud, the presence of God, descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped, each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And this is when the presence of God is so real that Moses' face glows and he has to put the veil over his face to hide it from the people. We studied about that. Then it says in verse 11, So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend, and he would return to the camp, but his servant, Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. So when Moses went back into the camp to do whatever job he had to do to lead the people, Joshua stayed behind at that tabernacle, in that tabernacle. He did not depart from the tabernacle as Moses' representative. But more, the implication here is that Joshua likewise enjoyed the presence and the education that came from that pillar of cloud at the tabernacle door. And as Moses goes out in leadership, Joshua, the young apprentice, stays behind in worship. And this quiet time in the tabernacle was most likely extremely important to his spiritual development into the great leader. So the example of Moses, the training through the Spirit, that time, that quiet time with God to learn and hear the example Moses gave him and the Spirit's anointing, all necessities for leadership. For the young man 
to grow in the knowledge of the Lord, there was a spiritual preparation for what would come many years, going on 40 years later, when he was no longer a young man, and he would lead the people into the promised land. Let's go back to Numbers chapter 27. The Lord said to Moses, verse 18, Take Joshua the son of Nun with you, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, that's Aaron's son, and before all the congregation to inaugurate him, inaugurate, to commission the word means, to give him a charge, to appoint him, to give him his command, literally, in their sight. And you shall give some of your authority to him. Remember the laying on of hands? That all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. He shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire before the Lord for him by the judgment of the Urim. At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in. He and all the children of Israel with him, all the congregation. Remember, the priest also has some of Moses' authority that Urim and the Thummim were used to discern the will of God. So as Joshua stands before the priest, the priest inquires for Joshua before the Lord on some question that Joshua has, some decision he has to make. And then Joshua makes that decision. That's why he says, And by his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in and all the children of Israel with him, all the congregation. And based on the leading Joshua would receive from the priest inquiring of the Lord, then he would make his decision to follow the Lord. And you notice the unity under his leadership. They went out as one. As one congregation, they go out and they come in. And you can imagine bringing these forward into the New Testament times, the unity, the one-mindedness of the body of Christ. If we all follow the clear direction of our Joshua, our Jesus, our high priest, our leader, if we follow the direction of Jesus Christ, each member of the body of Christ, could you imagine what could be accomplished if we all had the one mind of the Lord Jesus Christ and followed his direction? Verse 22, So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation, and he laid his hand on him and inaugurated him just as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. Now let's turn to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. And I'll read at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, notice how Moses is called the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, so from the wilderness up to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, that's the Mediterranean, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man, look at the promise he gives to Joshua, 
No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. We remember that from the New Testament. The writer of the letter says, applies that to Christians, how like Joshua, the Lord God will not leave us nor forsake us. And you can think how in this world and the authority the Lord gives to every one of his believers, every Christian, that where we walk, where we set the sole of our feet, we're really claiming the land for the Lord God, for Jesus Christ. No one can stand against you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And what does he say in verse 6? And this is a requirement for all believers and for all in authority. Be strong. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage for to this people, to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. We rejoice that you could join us for the program today and hope that it was a blessing to you. We here at Sheer Jashub love to receive your notes of encouragement or if you feel led of the Lord to financially support the Bible study outreach of our church. Please send all correspondence and donations to Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Also, if you will be in the area, please join us for Sunday service. Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jeshub.